Sports Talk Chicago. Here with John Zaglou, John Meadows, directing and producing. Hang out with us and comment with us. Contribute to the conversation. Hit us up on the live chat feed on YouTube or find us on Facebook and Twitch at Sports Talk Chicago. We read your comments after every segment. We're sponsored by our good friends at Amish Country Farms. So Matt Eberflus has also made some comments at the NFL Combine. Everybody's there right now in Indianapolis. Matt Eberflus's old stomping grounds. He said something that everybody kind of knows about, but I have to say, to his credit, it's nice to hear somebody with authority say something that needs to be said. It's nice to hear somebody be honest about a situation and not blow smoke up people's asses. You know, for years, we've seen so many Bears head coaches blow smoke. Matt Nagy, chief culprit number one. Blowing smoke about his team, blowing smoke about the situation, blowing smoke about quarterbacking and play calling, lying about stuff to the media. Matt Eberflus, to his credit, has been fairly honest about what the Bears look like and what their needs are heading into this upcoming season. Matt Eberflus said this the other day in regards to draft needs for the Bears. Quote, as a receiver you got a playmaker. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Those guys are making plays in critical moments, and that's what we need. At Eberflos, from the top rope, coming down and saying everything that we've been saying for the past year and a half about this Bears team. There is no number one wide receiver. There's a number two, number three, Darnell Mooney. There's a number two, number three, Chase Claypool. There are a bunch of random guys who some are going to be here, some won't be. But in week 17, your number one wide receiver, Simba Walker, you get a problem. Dante Pennis was a disappointment till late. EQ St. Brown got a big got a contract extension. And Bellis Jones didn't really turn it on till late either. And I still think he might be a bust. The Bears have no wide receiving. Matt Eberplus actually said it. And I would hope that this will be something they're going to address in the draft. Finally, there's honesty of assessing a situation. As right here in this article, I love the honesty of a coach who makes two things clear. Firstly, the Bears need a true WR1, and Chicago doesn't have that player right now. PlaytronNation.com article. Yes. Yes. They don't have a WR1. They need one. They don't have one right now. They need a WR1, and they don't have one. Time to make a move. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. But I appreciate the honesty. And by the way, this will hold them accountable too. See, we got proof of this. So if we start August and September, the Bears don't have a number one wide receiver. We're going to come back and bash Eberflus and Poles. They know this is a need, and that's great. Now do something. You know it. You've identified it. Perfect. Next step is doing something. Whether it's drafting, whether it's making a trade, whether it's signing somebody via free agency. Time to make a move. Time to give Justin Fields what he deserves to have. I love it. And the Bears could draft people. With Justin Fields in on the draft process now, maybe they will draft somebody he knows, a wide receiver, or somebody he likes, somebody he has a connection with, and that would be great. I'm okay with Justin Fields having say in this draft. Really, I am, because he is the future quarterback of this team. Make him a franchise piece and let him be a part of the bargaining table. Now, it doesn't mean he makes every single decision, but he should be able to offer up a list of players or a couple of guys that he knows who he thinks would help him out on the field. Why not support your quarterback, right? 
you know, there are so many old school people who are like, oh, don't let the quarterback get involved. He has no say. It's a little bit different now. Justin Fields is the franchise guy for this team. The Bears are committed to him. And at the same time, he's committed to the Bears. He wants to stay here and be a Bear. And you need him to perform for your team to get out of the gutter. So it would behoove everybody to let Justin Fields have a say in what's going to happen. I love the move, and I love the awareness by Eberflus and Poles to let him be there. And I love the awareness by Matt Eberflus to come out and say what's been on everybody's mind. Everybody's mind. I love this quote. It's the best. As a receiver, you got a playmaker. We saw it in the playoffs. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Those guys are making plays in critical moments, and that's what we need. That's what we need. Matt Eberflus knows the Bears need a true WR1. And I have to say, I appreciate the agreement because last year at this time, when we talked about Darnell Mooney being a number one, potentially, and the Bears training for people, everybody was convinced that for some reason this Bears wide receiving corps was good. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what went through people's minds, but everybody defended Darnell Mooney of being a WR1. And the Bears talked about other players who could be big pieces on this team. Well, we've seen everything play out this past year, and we kind of know now Darnell Mooney ain't a number one, and the Bears don't have a true number one. And they were equipped this year with a bunch of threes, fours, fives, and even sixes. And that hurt Justin Fields. And that hurt his ability to be successful. And that's unfortunate for him. If you want Justin Fields to be the quarterback that you envision him being, you have to give him something to work with. Now, it's very hard to do it all on your own. It's very hard to win without the horses in any sport. And some guys do it, barely, and most of them don't. There are probably three or four quarterbacks who I could trust to lead their team to a playoff appearance based on them and them alone. And really, that number might be down to two or three now because I used to put Aaron Rodgers in that category, and obviously that's not the case anymore. Tom Brady, maybe. Now he's retired, but maybe Brady, because even last year they made it with that horrendous team in Tampa. Patrick Mahomes, for sure. They lost Tyree Kill. They won the Super Bowl. That's unbelievable. But there are very few who could do it. Russell Wilson used to be a guy who could. Now he can't. So there are guys who used to be in that list who aren't even there anymore either. Almost every quarterback in football today needs a supporting cast willing to help. And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to say it. This isn't the old days anymore. This isn't Joe Montana, Dan Marino, where it's just one person crews. And even then, there were good players all across the field for those teams, for those Dolphins teams, Niners teams. But you get the point. They were the face and the head of the franchise. Now today, you need a decent quarterback or a stud, and you need good guys around him to do anything significant in the NFL. Justin Fields needs weapons. And the best receiving weapon he has right now is probably a mixture of Darnell Mooney when he's healthy and when he actually wants to play. Cole Komet, kind of, but not really. And Chase Claypool, if he can understand how to play offense in Chicago. 
So again, each player even has a caveat within themselves. Now on paper, if we take everybody's best season, they'd all be decent options for fields. Mooney had a thousand yard year in 2021. Chase Claypool had a thousand yard year a couple of years ago. And Cole Komet is getting better. In a perfect world, if they all performed at their peaks, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I'd be okay with the Bears having no WR1, but two very good WR2s like Mooney and Claypool could each rack up about 1,000 yards and make plays. But that's not the case. That's not happening. The Bears need a true big name, big threat, big talent, number one wideout. Like when they got Brandon Marshall for Jane Cutler. That was a huge move, and it worked. And then Martellus Bennett came in. Then they had Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey was a WR1. Put up the numbers to prove it. Allen Robinson was a WR1 until last year. He was. 1,000-plus yards a couple of years in a row with a rotation of quarterbacks. WR1s are able to put up yards even when the quarterback situation is murky. Like even Chris Olave, right? Remember Justin Fields' teammate? Rookie year this year in New Orleans, 1,000 yards. And he had Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston throwing him footballs. That's a WR1. Chris Olave, rookie, WR1, I could say it confidently. If you're putting up those sorts of numbers with a rotating cast of quarterbacks, you are a number one wide receiver. Tyree Kill, second in the NFL in receiving yards, and he had a rotation of quarterbacks. Tua got hurt. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. Skylar Thompson came in. Second most yards in the entire NFL, WR1. Justin Jefferson, fifth most receiving yards down a single season this past year, and he had Kirk Cousins thrown to him. Or how about this one, Mike Mike Evans, nine straight years of 1,000 yards. By the way, he's two away from the record of 11 with Jerry Rice, and he's had how many different quarterbacks in Tampa over the years? How many? Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, Josh Johnson, I could name tons of different quarterbacks. Josh Freeman. Random guys who don't even play football anymore. Blaine Gabbert. There's a WR1. Nine straight years, 1,000 yards with probably 10 different quarterbacks. Yes, that's a WR1. That is what the Bears need. I don't know how they're going to get it done, whether it be through trade, draft, free agency, something. But what I appreciate more than anything is Matt Eberflus's ability to be honest and to rightfully assess a situation. To rightfully assess a situation. There's no blowing smoke. There's no Matt Nagy traits. There's no Nagy-isms in there. It's, hey, we need a wide receiver. We do. Like you said, you got a playmaker. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Those guys are making plays in critical moment, and that's what we need. We need it. Thank you, Matt Eberplus. You're preaching to the choir here. And again, now the next next task is going to be can you get it done? Can you do it? I think he can. I think the Bears can. I no reason why they can't. I think it'll. I think it'll go well. And remember, if they don't, we have the proof now to hold them accountable in August or September if things don't go their way. So either way, now they're putting themselves out on a ledge, which I respect. Let's hope they can come through and get it done. Joseph, I'm going to give Komet some rope because the tight end, 
just down bloom as all pro till 26 usually. Oh, they just don't bloom till 26. Okay. And Claypool, since he's a late starter. Uh, okay. Need to bolster up the trenches. Who knows? Olabi still make it, may make it here. Saints still um, in red, both draft and cap wise. Yep. Dantana, my guy, I wanted the Bears to get Olave so bad. I, I agree with you, especially by that Justin Fields-Ohio State connection, and he's turning out to be a stud no matter who the quarterback is. I, I really respect him. Tip Tiff, uh, Mike Tomlin gave up on Claypool. Shouldn't that be a red flag? Yes, it should, because, you know, if you piss off Mike Tomlin, and I have lost a little bit of my respect for him, but for the most part, I love Mike Tomlin. You know, if you get to a point where you piss him off, then we got a problem. It's like the whole Bill Belichick and the Patriots thing. When you piss off Bill Belichick, it's like... Where else are you going to go? You know, the Steelers have gone through so many receivers over the years who had a couple of spurts, then they dropped off, like Juju Smith-Schuster, now Claypool, Martavis Bryant there for a time. If you piss off Mike Tomlin, yes, it is a red flag, and the person who's been on that is be wicked here in the comments. And I know if he's listening, he knows it. He told me that from day one when the Bears brought in Claypool. Bayless is a weapon says Joseph, and Mooney is a WR 1.5. I like that. I actually like that uh, definition, Joseph. What WR 1.5, because I think he's mainly a 2, but he can be somewhat of a 1 in terms of output. 1,000-plus yards, you're near a 1, if not at a 1. But at the same time, it's like, well, that only happened one year. There's no track record of full success year to year. He needs a certain situation to perform. WR 1.5 is actually a very accurate assessment. I like that. I like that, Joseph. That's a very good comment and a good point. 